Hello and welcome to the fourth Apple episode of the Bound Pass podcast. I'll be your host, Riley McDonald. I want to spend the first couple of minutes talking about what I want the feed to be like. I was lucky enough to work something out with Brett and Steve over at the Overstated NBA show. They don't let me use their feed for the first few episodes. I am going to have my own feed too. The guys are very talented. I love what they do. Hopefully we can do a few crossover episodes as the season progress. The main thing I want out of this podcast is I want to be open for everyone that they have good podcast ideas, good segment ideas that are well thought out. Please reach out to me. I think it's just well thought out. We should be able to make something work for a segment or a whole episode. I'm not going to make any promises, but like I said, if it's well thought out, I'm confident we'll be able to work together and make it happen. But the main part of what I personally want to do with the show when I'm kind of wanting things that I want it to be a lot of award focus, kind of follow the narrative. One of my favorite things to do as an NBA fan is follow the narrative, see where the media are pushing for the awards, see what fans are thinking about the awards. Obviously, going to be a lot of boards talk. I'm a Chicago boards fan. So I'm going to do some boards talk after we get through this. And before I let Mikey in, I'll forecast. So, yeah, like I said, please reach out to me if you have ideas and you would like to podcast about. Otherwise, I will plow through and do awards and boards and there are a lot of young players I'm looking forward to talking about this season. So, yeah, thank you for listening and let's get into it. So, naturally, our fourth segment don't be a Chicago Bulls injury update. I'm hoping they shouldn't don't be a common occurrence on this feed, but given the recent update we gotten about Lando Ball, I think we kind of have to talk through it. So on Wednesday, September 28th, Lando had successful surgery on his knee. It was the second surgery to deal with this issue. It is third surgery overall on this knee, which obviously isn't great. And you kind of got to think back to when the Pelicans pretty much let him go for nothing. And I don't think the Pelicans were thinking it would only be this bad this quickly. But I think in terms of the career outlook, the Pelicans saw what I'm kind of seeing right now was, I mean, the real possibility where you're looking at like maybe 55 games tops for Lando year to year. So um, hopefully it will be better than that. I do think the updates have been positive for Bondo and he's used to receiving bad news, I assume, for this need with how bad the recovery has been going. So I am happy that he's able to have at least a couple of days of having good news about his knee. Um, none of these updates have really changed my outlook for him. Unfortunately, maybe I was overly pessimistic in the beginning, but ended up unfortunately kind of being pretty close to reality well I was kind of always thinking that if this knee injury would only continue into the season then it would only be a possibility that he missed the entire season and 
that does still seem to be a possibility. Billy Donovan said and at media day that it's a possibility he missed the entire season. Um, optimistically, it seems like we're hoping that he'll be back around All-Star break, trade deadline maybe, maybe a little before that. I mean, that would be great, ideally, for him and the board, the board could maybe get him back for a playoff series and maybe we can actually see what this team looks like at 100%, something that we haven't really even seen yet. Um, I do want to focus on the Lando side of it. I'm going to do a board preview at a separate time, and I want to focus on the Lando aspect of it. In terms of what we're hoping for when he comes back, like I said, you have to be worried that he's just always going to be missing 20 or 30 games that we, or maybe even more. Last year, he missed 47 games, I believe. So obviously that a big concern in terms of his game when he comes back. I don't think he super heavily relied on athleticism, on offense at least. He, I don't think he really does at all. He's pretty much a three-point shooter and really good passer. I think though the hit two strengths offensively and though it should still be pretty strong, I think. In terms of defense, with probably his, what his biggest strength for the boards overall. Um, and on-ball defense was really good. You know, we see all those kind of graphs that go around in the offseason. Lonzo always can be at the top of on-ball defense. But honestly, it helped defense. What also really high level. He did with the fly all over the court. Actually, was one of the board leading shot blockers. He was pretty good at sneaking over and blocking shots from behind. He gets a lot of steals. So I think those are the aspects that I'm worried about this knee impacting his career long term. The thing with Rondo that I'm really hoping doesn't go away is I don't think he is as good as Draymond, but I think he did a similar class. And this class is obviously headlined by Draymond. But the guys that can be maybe the best player for their team on a given night, despite only storing like seven or eight points. So Lando, the example that comes to mind is when we played the Nets uh, in December, Lando, I think only had eight points that game, but totally shut down James Harden at a few blocks. Like I was talking about kind of sneaking up behind on cutters and blocking them, had some steals, were keeping everyone involved on offense, keeping the ball moving and, End up winning this game, Rondo, after one of the few buckets he had were kind of the dagger three. And after the game, I was like, wow, Rondo was awesome for us that game. I was going through the box goal, and I'm like, wow, he only had eight points. How many players can score eight points and be that impactful in a game? I think, like I said, I think Draymond headlines that group, but I don't think the list is very long, honestly. And I think we just have to hope that when Lando come back, he can hopefully stay healthy and hopefully stay playing at that kind of level. Because that kind of player, I feel like, gets underweighted in a lot of sense. And, yeah, I think his value for the board is huge. And for both his career and also for the board, I think we just have to hope for the best with him. And, yeah, all right. So we're going to move on and let Mikey into the show. Okay, we're going to welcome on 
first ever guest of the Bound Pass podcast, Mikey Bile. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we talked about this idea. We kind of went back and forth talking about what we want to do on the pod. We kind of came up with an idea for a segment of which players in the NBA are capable of being the best player on a championship team and also the play, young player that we think will develop into that. We're going to refer to the players at the Batman in the NBA um, for their team. We don't know maybes, no, for especially young players. There don't be no maybes allowed. Um, mm-hmm. Mikey, what did you use for your criteria for the Batman um, the NBA? Yes. I've spent the past few days since you first kind of reached out to me about it, just kind of juggling what the idea of a Batman is and like how harsh of a criteria I should use. Cause I kind of like thought about like historically, like how many Batman have there been or are we for plural, are we calling them Batmans or Batman? I never know. Now that we thought about that multiple times, but I mean, what though you did yeah. have a Batman, it's like they're the Batman, the Batman. or their team. Yeah. Okay, just keep it singular. Okay. Um, yeah, so for like every the Batman, um, historically, like you really, I think like the prime example is someone who carried a team without any all-star teammates. Yeah. And Historically, I think when the league was less deep, that was more common. And you had people like Hakeem or Dirk who did it on their own. And like I even think about someone in context of like today's NBA, like Dirk is great, but would he be a top five player now? Would he make our list of the Batman right now? And so I struggled with it. Like at first I got really harsh because then I was like, I think there's going to be some consensus, like top players that I was, struggling with like even just to throw Giannis out there who I think would make everyone's list as like number one. I was like, well, even Giannis couldn't do it when one of his all-star teammates went down. And then I was like, this is gonna be a shitty podcast. If like, I'm like, there are no Batman. (laughs) So I decided to loosen my criteria a little bit given the depth of talent in the league in the NBA today. And uh, that made it a lot more fun because then I could add more names. So what I went with was best player on a team with all-star support, but carried the majority of the load. And I think that in today's NBA, I mean, even more recently, as to when you think about like LeBron taking that like shitty team in what was that? Oh, nine, oh eight, whatever it was, that Cavs team was uh, atrocious. And like, would that team even be a playing team right now, even with LeBron playing at that level? Yeah, I don't think it would. Like that team might not make the playoffs. So loosening the restrictions, I've I've definitely come up with a more fun list, and it's uh, yeah, my criteria is not as harsh as I initially wanted to start out as. What about you? Well, I appreciate you coming on a board fan podcast and a form believer of Michael Jordan to go saying that LeBron wouldn't be able to make the playoffs in the East right now. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah. The, um, shout out Gordon Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out Gordon. Um, for me, I think I like kind of came to the same conclusion. Um, the good way I kind of thought about it, though, was good conditions but not like perfect conditions like if you have a good team around you 
can you like win the championship? And I think like, I don't know, like perfect condition might not, might not even be a fan. So, um, mm-hmm. and I think like, as we kind of, after we kind of went through this list, we can kind of talk about even this, like even possible to win in the NBA without one D guy, Boshe. But um, we can jump right into it. I think some of the better conversation might be about guys that are kind of borderline, maybe guys that I have that you don't have or vice versa. So I'll, I kind of rank the guides for me. And then if you want to make a quick point, you can. And then we'll probably go through the guides pretty quickly, though. So um, I have the player that I think is the best player in the NBA on my list, Giannis. I mean, that's pretty no obvious. No argument. Yeah. 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 I think we saw him win with good but not perfect conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Luca on my list. You know, we haven't even seen him do it yet, but I think I think I'm confident in him, especially in the playoff, that if he has a good situation around him, that he could do it. I think with Luca, what I have him as second on my list as well, and I have Giannis and Luca in a tier of their own. And I think with Luca, we have seen him carry like non All Star teammates to the Western Conference Finals and like yeah. just be a Terminator in the playoffs. And I think that you have to think that if conditions were better for him, if he had even Giannis's supporting cast, that maybe he'd be in the finals by now. Maybe he'd have the championship. And he's still so young in his career. Like he's not like a person that you need to project forward. Like he is that dude right now. Yeah. And I think he belongs on the list firmly. Yeah, for sure. He's actually not number two on my list, but I think that could come to some, we could also kind of talk about that because I think the sure. guy, the guy at that number two on my list might be kind of controversial, but um, might just like giving it away. But uh, uh, I think Steph Coley also have to be on the list. I, I think last year, I think it's a pretty good example how he had this elite defense around him, but I mean, who else do they even, like, really rely on offensively consistently? Like, what, Jordan Poole, the second-best yeah. offensive player? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He's on my list. He's in the, the next year for me. Okay. Um, I think this might be where we start to get interesting. Um, what are your thoughts on two, or I guess three, of, like, the big forwards that we've seen do it? I guess one of them you might – argue maybe did it with perfect conditions had a good conditions but got it kind of into a prone in their career let's start with Kawhi do you have Kawhi on your list I do have Kawhi on my list but there's just so many question marks I've actually got him in a third tier okay um with other guys that historically have like the track record of being the Batman but the question is can they still be the Batman yeah. And I think with Kawhi, I mean, just like the Clippers in general, we have, you know, we have such a history with these players, but there's so much uncertainty. And it's like, for me, Kawhi is like, if he shows up, if he plays 70 games, you knock him like straight up into that top tier. Like, I think everything's there for him to be that person. And then the thing about the Clippers also is I think they have potentially what is, you know, a tier below the Batman. We've got a list of players that were calling Robbins, I suppose. And I think Paul George classifies as, you know, the best possible Robin in the league. If also, if all these question marks get answered. So 
there's just a lot of uncertainty there. I don't know if I'm ready to have, I have Kawhi on my Batman list, but he's in a lower tier than I think a lot of people would be comfortable with. Okay. Uh, Are there any guys in your first or second tier that we haven't touched on yet that you maybe want to go through one of those guys? Yeah. Um, so in my tier, I guess we'll call it tier two. I've got three tiers of Batman, Batmans. Okay. Um, in my second tier, I have Jokic, the Joker, obviously. I've got Joel Embiid, and I've got Steph Curry, who you already touched on. So you had Jokic, Embiid, and Curry. Okay, I have – okay, so I actually had Jokic in my number two. I had a Luka. I think the – Figured he would be, yeah. Yeah, I feel anyone that, like, knows me probably might have been able to predict that. Um, I guess the – I honestly thought there was a chance that you wouldn't have him on your list. It would be interesting. I think there are people that like are in the overstated group that wouldn't have him on their list. Honestly, if they're like, don't be really strict about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think like I guess offensively, I think we all know he can do it. Um, I think even like if you want to argue that like you kind of need to have like this perimeter shot creation, I honestly think Jokic has that. So I think like offensively even being a channel I'm like not concerned I think defensively when the issues or like debate might come up um I might have been formally on the side that I think like a lot of the defensive stuff has been like overblown a little bit with him I agree yeah I agree I think like actually think like the last few games of the Warriors series he wasn't like actually like that bad. I agree the first two or three games he got torched, but by the end of that series, I think he was doing better. And I think he also didn't have much defensive help. I think we've seen with Gobert too that it doesn't really matter how good you are on defense at a channel. If it's the offensive players tend to get wherever they want to go, then like you're going to be fucked anyway. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah, I've got some. I think Jokic is definitely very interesting for this conversation, especially if you want to talk about like getting around definitionally what you want to talk about a Batman is. Um, he's a two-time MVP. He fits all the criteria to be the second best player in the league. I think he is that. I have him, like if we were doing a different kind of ranking and it was just best players, he would be my number two. Um, I think what's holding him back for this list right now it's probably a little bit of recency bias but it's the fact that he won mvp he was the best player on a team that didn't have any all-stars with all the injuries they had last year and he could only get them to a sixth seed and they got destroyed in the playoffs and it's yeah you know you gotta you gotta kind of use that right now like it's the same reason why i don't have a person that we haven't even talked about yet higher in my tiers where people are going to freak out it's not what you've done in the past it's what you've done recently it's kind of like a power ranking they could do anything to move up if they dominate this year like we we spoke off air a little bit about mvp talk and i was just like i don't even know if Jokic can be in that position unless they do like some kind of crazy 70 win season and he averages the same kind of stupid numbers and improves on defense, like everything has to be there because he has the narrative working against him. And there's a reason for that. And it's because it's about the track record. And I, I have all the faith in Jokic. I, I love watching him. He's one of my favorite players. I think that all the pushback against him that seems to be pretty popular now is, I think it's crazy talk. I think like he's one of the most marvelous players we've ever had. 
but and I don't even I don't have the same kind of defensive concerns with him. That's not what it's about. It's just about how last year went and how we saw it. Like that wasn't really how you typically see Batman's go out, and that's all. That's yeah. why I had to put him down a tier. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm curious, who would the portion that we haven't at least gone in that fine that you had above Jokic that you were kind of alluding to? No, no, I don't have him above Jokic. I'm sorry. It's someone that we haven't talked about that I think some people – we'll, we'll get to him, I'm sure. We're going to okay. get to him. It's, I, I think some people are going to be like, how can you not have this guy? Um, he's got legions of fans. He's got legions of haters. I don't really think – I think I've, I've given it away. Okay. <laughs> but we'll, um, we'll get to him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, well, we'll stick with your second teal. I have Embiid on my list too. And I think the con- kind of concerns about Embiid are different than the Jokic concerns that he's actually super good defensively, especially when he had locked in. I do think mm-hmm. kind of the idea of that he put him a straight drop channel, he'd not wait on a switch on the people unless it's like late mm-hmm. shot clock. So I think that could be an interesting question of can you win a championship playing that kind of style of defense? Um, but what are your thoughts on Embiid? I know he's on my list. I would just point out what might be an argument to not have an um, um Yeah, I mean, I same as Jokic. Um, he's got – he fits the bill all the way. The only thing that's holding him back from being in that top tier is recently it didn't happen. And – Last year, they kind of fell apart, and there's nothing – like, this tier exists. I mean, I have Steph in this tier as well, and he did it last year. So, it's like, this tier yeah. doesn't exist to be, like, you know, unproven guys. I just don't think they're on the same level as Giannis and Luca. I have yeah. – I think Embiid's a monster. If we were doing the MVP conversation, no spoilers, but he would be probably my number one pick given narrative and just, like, someone who's hungry for it someone who's been in line, someone who deserves it, puts up the numbers on a great team. He's got potentially a great Robin on his team now and James Harden. Um, Yeah, no knocks on the game, no knocks on him, no knocks on the Sixers. It's just last year didn't go the same way. It would be unfair to have Jokic a tier above him or have Embiid a tier above Jokic, given how last year's postseason run went. Yeah, yeah. and again, I beat it on my list. I think like the one thing that might come back and bite me, and I guess it's kind of hard because I don't know if we even like seen him beat like healthy in the playoff. Honestly, it might honestly have to play into this too. But mm-hmm. one thing I'm wondering, it's like, can you rely on and beat offensively to just like get like with like the shot creation aspect of it? Can he like ice show and like can he like consistently do that? I think. I think he can, and especially with his defense, but I don't think it would be, like, a bad take if someone said, like, they might. He's not your Yeah, yeah, I mean, people could definitely make the argument that, like, late shot clock, end of games, like, he might have a teammate that's going to do that for him, and does that discredit his his Batman status? It's not like uh, Batman never had Robin come in and punch out the Joker for him. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so I see what you're saying. I, I, I get that, but I think that, like, when you're just talking about the totality of, like, carrying a team, he's that guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so as we kind of move on to the next tier, I think we kind of touched on Kawhi a little bit, and I think the two other 
forwards that are kind of had the injury concerns or a little order that might be kind of questionable on people list or not. Um, let's start with uh, Kevin Durant. Do you have Kevin Durant on your list? I do. I do. I have him in that uh, the third tier of the Batman um, with another forward that I think we're going to get to. Yeah. Yeah, I have Durant on my list too. Um, I think similar to Embiid and Kawhi, honestly, it might just be if you do. I guess right, the big knot would probably be if you're just saying you don't think he can be healthy for four straight playoff series at this point. I honestly think that's the only argument against him. We know he's good enough defensively when he's locked in, and we know that offensively, he, when he's at 100%, he might still be the best offensive player in the league. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think he's amazing. I think in any other circumstance, he would be thriving better. I just think that this is the case of, like, it's some kind of like bizarro world multiverse shit where um, he's the Batman that picked like the Joker to be his Robin and it's holding him back. Yeah. That's not that Kyrie won't make it to any of my lists. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. But uh, I think that if uh, the situation was better, like you don't ever see the Batman, like, you know, calling for Commissioner Gordon's resignation <laughs> before the season starts yeah. <laughs> and like that, yeah. that's where we're at with him it's just like it's a it's a shit show over there I don't know what to make in Brooklyn good for KD he's gonna put up crazy numbers and he's gonna end up in the MVP conversation and they're probably gonna be good but it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me at all like he's got the the biggest discrepancy in like floor ceiling for like MVP talk Batman talk of the year because like it wouldn't surprise me if you told me that he just walked away with MVP this year and it wouldn't surprise me if it was just like one of the most forgettable seasons of all time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it can be, it can be argued since my criteria is good, but not perfect conditions for the team. I think like you can maybe argue Dwight two championship would actually perfect conditions. Um, but, right. <laughs> um, but I yeah. do think, I do think the, if the West of his career wasn't like with Westbrook and Kyrie outside the Warriors, I honestly think he might even have like multiple championships in that like outside of the Warriors. And it's like mm-hmm. another like multi-board scenario where he just like played on different he's, teams. Yeah. He's just made terrible, terrible decisions. <laughs> well, it's it's more about the it's more about the Justice League he put himself on than like yeah. his solo career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's move to uh, yeah. I, I, not to push it off KD, but I think we should move to the uh, the big yellow elephant in the room. I think we're yeah. about to get to. Okay. Uh, I have. Uh, I guess honestly, the funny thing is there might be two guys that are wearing purple that might be elephants in the room. Um, you start with LeBron. Not for me. <laughs> honestly, not for me either. But um, the what. Do you think LeBron is he on your list? Do you think he is capable of doing it? Even if he not, I guess we might not know the answer to this. He might just never play on like a good enough team again, honestly. But do you think like hypothetically, if he had a good team around him, he could do it? Oh man, like I, I struggle with it. This is the person I was alluding to earlier. And it's yeah. uh, he's this is like the lifetime achievement of the Batman. Yeah. showing on this list like because he's right on the cusp we all know who he is we know what he's done we know that he played at an mvp level when he played last year 
but we know also that they're not even close to perfect conditions. Like what the hell is going on in LA? Similar to KD, he's kind of tied himself to a, to a tricky Robin. And uh, yeah, he's what the, uh, it's like he's the Adam West of all the Batman right now. Cause it's, he's there, you know, we know who he is. You got to respect him, but we can't, I just, I don't believe it a hundred percent. And that's why he's at the bottom, bottom of my last tier of the Batman. It would be unfair to not put him there because if he, if he plays 70 games, 75 games at an MVP level, like they could be right there. Everything could go right. I don't think that's going to happen, but you got to have him on the list just in case because it's still LeBron. You can't bet against him like quite yet. You can doubt him. I certainly do. I think he's got a lot of doubters, he's got a lot of haters, but he's LeBron fucking James. And <laughs> it's like, I don't think, you know, I, I think it's crazy that at this age, he's still on this list. Yeah. And that's an achievement onto its own. Good for him. I think it'll be fun to watch him go out there and play. I think it'll be a lot more fun to, for people like us who also see him go out there and lose a lot. Cause I don't, I think they're a playing team and I don't think. Yeah. I think, you know, the league is so deep that you can be a Batman on a playing team these days. Yeah, I agree. And to make kind of another Batman comparison, I think he kind of had two, it forced two picks at kind of the Batman beyond, at kind of like the younger guy that's going to come in and take over while you're too old to carry yeah. the team. I think he forced pitch Kyrie. That really didn't work out. At least for mm-hmm. now, I guess they could team back up at some point, but I still don't think that would ever work out. Um, and then Anthony Davis, who they did win a championship together, but I don't think LeBron kind of fading out. And he, I think he thought, well, he was still fading out of his career. They could still contend because of Anthony Davis. I don't think that's like the case, though. I think that we need to kind of spoil it. seems like we both don't have Anthony Davis on our list. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love that. Um, Batman Beyond comparison because it's also like maybe this is why LeBron is such a Batman because he's so stubborn and he's like yeah. not he's not willing to give it up to the successor ever like that is part of what in his DNA that makes him a Batman but it's also like hey Batman got fucking old too yeah <laughs> it's like, you gotta move along like I I predict that this is the last year at the beginning of the season that we're going to be having him on this list like, if we were to do this next year, it's going to be like, I think that that, that ship has passed. Might prove us wrong. He's he's more Superman than Batman, maybe. But yeah. that's what I'm calling right now. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he's good enough. I just don't think he had the team around him. So, I don't think he mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I think there's... I think we put my hit on the player that are probably in their prime right now do any player that you think are in their prime like right now that we didn't touch on for no you? there's there's someone so that's crazy that we uh we both had what eight players we had the same eight players in our in our batman tier um no i i think that the uh like the number nine guy i think would be tatum um I don't, is that true for you as well are you changed Tatum and on your list. I have Tatum on my list. Oh, you do? I was say, I thought you were done with your list. How many more guys do you have on your list? Well, I think Tatum might be a year or two away from it, but I'm still. That's kind of what I would, that kind of what I would I say. Have him, 
Yeah. Okay, so I have um I have Tatum at like right in between the um the who's got next Batman list. Yeah. And uh, I guess you can call it the uh what is the is it Nightwing? Nightwing. Is that yeah, yeah you call it yeah, the Nightwing tier where it's like, you know, they've graduated past Robin, they're kind of like waiting, they're doing their thing. I've got um six guys in that tier. And one of them is like maybe more of a Robin, but if you want to just start jumping into there, that's where I have a Tatum at, and he's he's firmly like at the top of that tier, but also like right in between. Like there's going to be people, namely the like 700 Celtics lunatics inside the overstated group that are going to be like pissed that he's not in my Batman tier. But sorry guys, he's not there yet. I think proved pretty firmly in the play, in the finals last year that. He's still, you know, he's amazing, but he's still a couple years away. Yeah. And uh, it could be this next season. And if we do this pod again at the beginning of the next season, he might be one of these top dudes. But that's where I've got him right now. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on him. Okay. I get this shit interesting. Um, I think he'd like formally on the list for me. Um, okay. It might be, I guess we maybe each the Celtics fan game mad that we kind of cancel each other out. But, um, the for me and yeah like you can like the final did like 100 fail i personally don't think he was 100 healthy but um i also just think like you don't be hard pressed to find a guy that like doesn't have like a bad playoff series even in the finals under red to may um i think the main thing with him is defensively i think the shelters would terrible on offense pretty much the entire playoff and they're able to get so close because of defense and I think Tatum played into that I think he's actually like a little underrated on defense I think I, I think he's a phenomenal defender yeah. yeah I agree I think like I honestly think he could win a defensive player of the year at some point I think like Derek might oh, need that high okay yeah I think if Derek is like listening he might need to get like a tissue box for like what about to like come up but like the <laughs> i 100 percent think tatum is like good enough to next year be the best player on a championship team i don't think like he needs any more development i actually do think he don't continue to develop though it's kind of scary honestly for the rest of the league i'm mm-hmm. i mean as far as non-shouted fans to go i'm probably about as high on tatum as you can get um yeah so for sure he for sure on my list um is there anything else you wanted to add on tatum no, I mean, full disclosure, like, I don't know if it says anything about Tatum or it says something about me, but I thought of, I, I completed my entire Robin tier and then had to double back and was like, holy shit, I forgot Tatum. <laughs> and, and that's that's kind of when I decided that I was like, well, if he didn't like pop out initially, like that's why he wasn't in one of my top tiers. And I also like, we didn't do it on this in the beginning, but I wasn't working off of any like, other kind of lists I tried to go in this blind yeah. and uh so you're always gonna like miss something and that's why I, but I when I kind of went back over the list I added him to the top of that uh who's got next the Nightwing tier because he's uh that's just kind of like actually where I think he is yeah. even if I was an idiot and forgot about him I think we're ready to move uh yeah. move on to the next of that tier and I think we're gonna have uh Kind of similar to the first couple tiers, uh, a lot more 
doing the same, I think. Yeah. So I think we're both kind of getting into the younger guys now. I think it will yeah. a lot of the interesting conversations that will I think we're both projecting a lot here still. Um, and again, we're going to use player that we both think will develop. There don't be no maybe, it's no best case scenario. We think formally that these players are going to get there someday. Um, so kind of, I think one guy that might not be on your list, I have Ja Moran. What What's your take on that? Ja, I have Ja Moran. Oh, no, I have, I have, I have Ja as the, uh, the second guy in that tier after Tatum. Okay. Okay, so... Yeah. I think the main concern, I think the two concerns with him. Um, the main concern, I think, is the injury. I think if you just think if he can be healthy for four straight playoff series or in a season or through the entire regular season, do that to like get the team to like a top three or four seed again, be in good position for a playoff one. I think that'd be kind of mm-hmm. knock against him. I think defensively, I know he's like, it's pretty bad right now. I think he is going to develop, though, and especially as, like, the rest of the supporting cast gets better offensively and he has to carry less of a load, I think his defense will get there. Well, I think that if, like, we're talking about, the, like, who's got next, guys? Yeah. Um, ja has proven everything offensively and, like, how he can change a basketball court, just being a menace, getting in the lane, causing chaos. I think the thing that elevates him to the next level is defensively. And you got to remember how young he is, how crazy of an ascension he had. And it's not going to be, you know, it's not inconceivable to think that he can get at least passively better in the next couple of seasons to push himself into that top tier. Um, obviously defense and obviously staying healthy. Those are the biggest things I've, he, I don't know. He's kind of like, it's similar to the Jokic conversation where like, to me, it's like, how can you dislike this guy? Yeah. And he does seem to get a lot of hate. I think a lot of it is the fact that the team had such a good record when he missed games, but that's just credit to the coaching staff there and credit to them being a great defensive system. They're that good in the regular season without him. They've got no shot in the playoffs without him. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about a Batman type player is this guy's going to carry a team like he's done it in the playoffs already. Yeah. Um, he hasn't gotten super far, but I think that's kind of next on his resume. And we, uh, that's why he's in the who's got next, the night wing tier. Yeah. Yeah, I think leadership too, we have to mention. I think leadership, he can, he'd like probably already there. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah, he's got even more so than some of the guys in the tiers ahead of him. Like he's got that DNA in him all the way yeah okay so i think the next guy for me is anthony edwards what's your take on him i've got him uh in the same tier kind of a couple spots down but i uh yeah same thing i mean i i think that there's already a better body of work for him defensively like we we know he's got the body type he's got the the motor he's just got to kind of figure it out a little bit, but he's got the desire as well. And like, he's the kind of dude that we see, like when he's got his mindset on something, he's going to get better at it. Still so young, so explosive, so energetic, such a great like personality. He can develop into a great leader right now that he doesn't necessarily have to because 
He's got such a, so many veterans on that team. It's a, a team full of you know really good players. He's got a couple of all-stars he plays with. I think as soon as next season, he's ready to be the best player on that team. And that's why he belongs on this list. Yeah, for sure. Um, I fully agree. I think especially defensively, he had already kind of exceeded expectations. And offensively, he had moments where he totally unguardable already. I think that's becoming more consistent on that. On board bench, really, overall, it wasn't going to get him to this level. Um, I only have one more guy on my list, honestly. So did, how many guys do you have left? you want one through a guy or two on your list real quick? Um, why don't you give me – I've got three more guys. So why don't you give me your guys, and then I'll, uh, I'll just spit off my last couple. So okay. like, I imagine our guy is the same, but let's see. Okay. The black guy I have on my list is uh, Cade Cunningham. Um, I think there are a lot of guys that nearly missed for me, and I think the warmest factory that could come back and bone me. Um, he might be on your list. Um, Cade, I just have full confidence that he don't be able to be that offensive machine where just late game, he can just get good shots. And game seven against elite defense, he can be good enough on offense for himself getting shots for himself and getting shots for his teammates that they'll be able to hold up offensively even against the best defense i have full confidence kade on a get there i'm all the way with you i got kade on the list as well i actually i'm surprised you have him and not the other guy that i have set in stone in this tier but maybe i'm drinking the kool-aid but yeah kade is kade's a monster um the way he put it together in the second half of last season He's got all the tools. I heard he's coming into camp looking bigger and stronger already, which is scary for the rest of the league. Like, I think we're looking at Luca 2.0 with Cade. And they're, they seem to be putting the right kind of cast around him. Like, you can't, as a basketball fan, like, you have to be excited about what we're seeing in Detroit. And, yeah, they're going to be, I think, I haven't really put down on paper yet, but they're a top three league pass team for me next year, like right off the bat. And I think that they're going to be in the play-in mix and it's going to be year of the Cade. Like, I, I'm surprised he's on your list just because I thought that I was reaching a little bit for him. Um, I think it's going to be a surprise to a lot of people that he's there so quickly, but it's like by the end of the season, those people are going to be like, oh, yeah, we, we see it now. Like, it's, it's Cade time. I hope he gets some playoff reps sooner than later and puts the league on notice because he is one of those dudes. Um, I'm going to jump right into uh, the guy that I'm surprised you don't have. And maybe this, I think this might be one of the most controversial things. I've got two guys left on the list, but one of them is like an extreme projection. Um, before that, I've got Zion Williamson. And I know he's coming off an entire missed season, but like, I don't know. I don't think I, I think I had him on the list before I saw the pictures from media day. And now I saw the pictures of media day and I'm like, okay, let's do it, Zion. Like we're, we gotta be, you know, we gotta keep in mind who he was two seasons ago and missing some time early in your career, get your body right, get your health right, get your dieting right. Like, I think Zion is going to have a scary, scary year. I've, I've debated putting him on my like sleeper MVP list, but I don't even know if you can consider him a sleeper. Like, he might just be, like, firmly, like, a top-five MVP candidate this season and unquestionably. Um, obviously, he's going to have the defensive concerns um, and so many health concerns, but I think that he could single-handedly be 
the scariest offensive force in the league this season. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Zion. I thought he'd be on your list as well. Yeah. Um, I have been a bit die on guy in the past, so I guess that if fair to think I would have him on my list. I think um, – I guess I'm – maybe it's unfair that I put, like, Kawhi in on this list, but not uh, Zion. <laughs> um, I kind of want to see what uh, Zion looks like when he – now it's coming back from injury. That's honestly the main thing for me, honestly. To wrap up on Zion real quick, uh, you did bring up that I'm a big Zion fan. I think two seasons ago, it would kind of ridiculous. He didn't make a all-NBA team. Um, he would show good for the Pelicans, 27 points per game on ridiculous efficiency. Yeah, for me, the big thing is that I need to see what he looks like coming back from injury. Uh, so... The guy I'm alluding to, we we made it through my entire list, and I think we'll play my through your whole list too. There was one guy I seen Whitewoods just missed the cut for both of us, and that's uh, Evan Mobley. Um, for me, Evan Mobley was borderline because defensively, there obviously no question marks, but can he get the point offensively where he can be like the number one option offensively on a championship team? What do you think about that? Yeah, actually, I'm so high on Mobley. I actually had him on my list of, like, the future Batman. Like, that's how high I am. And I know we were trying to do no maybes in our criteria. I just think that, like, he kind of peaks out, or he, like, bottoms out for me as, like, maybe the best kind of, like, Robin in the league. And I think at that age, for, like, for the skill set you see with him, I think it's kind of... I, I'm good with putting him on the Batman list because I think that he also has the highest value of like the highest peak of being maybe one of the best players in the league, like future MVP, multiple defensive player of the year kind of guy. We've seen, we've heard nothing but good things coming out of Cleveland. We've seen some, I mean, do what you want with, you know, Twitter videos in the, uh, the off season, but like his shot looks smooth. If he, uh, if he can stretch the floor and he gets comfortable creating his own shot, I just think he's one of the most high IQ players in the league. He's got the motor. He's already got the defense, and that's usually the last thing to come. I've got nothing but faith in him. This, this kid is going to be incredible, and like, I'm excited that Cleveland's kind of putting their chips in the table now because we get to see his, his kind of peak accelerated. And I think as soon as this year, he could be the best player on a really good playoff team. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the, like, does hit ability, I think bad case scenario, he's 100% a bad man. But, like, I think we'll, like you said, we're trying to avoid the maybes, and it was kind of hard for me to get there offensively as sure. an expected outcome. But I do think I will say that he is 100% the guy not on my list that could come back and bite me. Um, and, and not Zion. So it's Mobley over Zion for you, as far as that goes? Um, I think I would. If we were, like, drafting, I would probably take um, Mobley over Zion. I just – I feel like Zion, who you know. And he, I feel like that if he – especially if he's kind of taking a step back, I feel like he wounded a lot of his value. If he's, like, trying to stay healthy, like, that he's, like, the secondary that guy to angle on, like, he's not really, like, a great shooter off ball. Sure. I think, like, if he just, like, in, like, the dunk or spot, I don't know, like, 
that's why the best use of him. Um, For sure, I think, and that kind of goes away from the Batman conversation. It's also why I'm so high on Mobley, though, is that he could pair with probably any other star in the league. Like, you're not going to have a hard time building a roster around Mobley or, like, putting him with other players where, like, with Zion, like, we don't even know if his second-best teammate, Brandon Ingram, if they fit together well. Yeah. We know how talented they both are, but it's – and, you know, is Zion a four? Is he a five? What is he on offense? What is he on defense? There are question marks there, and with Mobley, I don't have those. Really, it's just we haven't seen it yet with him at the – at, like, alpha level, and I'm hoping that we do get to pretty soon. So I know you kind of made a whole wobbin list. We're going to save that for a different episode. Um, what I want to also talk about, if you're a team that doesn't have a Batman, and there probably are teams that internally feel like they have a Batman that didn't make out cut, but if you're like a team that doesn't have one of the guys we listed or doesn't really have a potential guy that could make this list, do you think – you should just be like collecting trade assets to try to trade for one of these guys or tanking to try to draft one of these guys. Do you think you can win with like two really good Robins? I think Phoenix Suns and Miami Heat are two teams that have made the final, but kind of at least to far us two are controlling two like really high level Robins, but, but not sure. having like a guy that was a Batman for it. So what do you think about that? I think with the recent success of the Suns and the Heat, you can go in pretty confident that you can make a deep playoff run with those kinds of players. And really you, you do definitely need at least two of them though. And if you only have one of those guys, it changes the conversation, but it's very circumstantial. But if you can put a great defense around two Robins and, you know, all the right supporting pieces, I think it can be done. It's, it's kind of, you know, the Suns came so close. Yeah. The Heat, the Heat at least made it interesting in the bubble. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to predict because the league just changes so often and with stars joining all the time together, it changes things. But there's really, there's no teams right now that have what you would consider like two Batmans. And really, what, how big was our list? We had eight guys that were definite and then like four or five guys that were like maybes. Yeah, I, I have 12 guys on my list, and it was. 12 guys, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it goes back to us talking about how deep the league is. Where uh, I, I struggle with it from being a Portland fan, um, and I think some people would probably be surprised that I didn't have Dame on my Batman list. That's not just me trying not to be a homer. But it's, you know, I'm trying to be objective about it. He's my favorite player, but we've seen it he can't do it on his own and they never really they never succeeded in putting another robin with them i think that if you put two players from this you know from that tier of players i have like if you put like a paul george and a damian lillard together with a proper defense around i think that team could go deep yeah it's just about how those players i think it's more it's more important that you find the right fit and with a batman type Sometimes you could just throw fit away. Like the, yeah. the Bucks could be downright clunky at times, but they've got Giannis and it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Yeah, I had to find that you brought up Paul George, like when you like brought up Dame Lillard and like putting on a Robin with him, Paul George was like the guy I thought of right away too. Maybe I think like even like maybe a Drew Holiday could be really good with Dame too. Um, yeah, that was that was almost a reality a few years ago. I think that uh, Neil Elshay didn't want to part with the same kind of picks package that the Bucks did. I don't know. It would have been pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking from a board fan, and maybe the board are just like a bad example because like everyone's going to be so down on our coin and our kind of future outlook. But uh, I do think Levine offensively is almost like the perfect Robin for like a lot of the guy that especially don't be barred down in it because Levine is a guy that that's from like cutting and coming off screen could store 25 points without like even like getting that much like isolation going, you can mm-hmm. just like play off of. I think like Giannis would be great if Levine could like somehow like that's honestly like one thing that that to do like a little shy pendant that always like kind of bugs me with people kind of comparing Levine to some other guy in this deal. Is that if Levine played with like Giannis, I feel like he would just look way better than he had in Chicago. And- yeah, or I I think you take anyone from that top tier of players that we discussed before he'd fit with any of them perfectly. Like him playing off of like a Jokic type would be insane. He could play with a Kawhi. He could play with another wing, Kawhi or LeBron. He could play with Luca. I think that all you're really worried about with him. And I think he's definitely made strides is defensively. Um, But he's never had, he's never had the kind of situation that someone in the same tier of him like a Devin Booker has had at least recently and we saw how Devin Booker's success rate was when he didn't have that kind of team not much variance I think that you could take a lot of it and that's why like we we discussed it off air but the idea of like a list of guys who could potentially be a Robin is like probably like 50 people deep in the league like it's it's ridiculous like it's more I think the circumstance for those players you know, it's usually like borderline all-star players, borderline all-NBA players. I think circumstance and fit matters more when you get into that tier of players versus a Batman type. You just kind of, you already have the piece. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe when we do the Robin episode, we'll have to not do maybe because that could literally be like any... Yeah, that'll be a four-hour pod. Any like twenty-one yeah. year old have showed potential can like maybe be a Robin. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I do think that if you have two high-level Robins, you can win a championship, even today at NBA. Um, I don't think like the no offense to like the Pistons, but like I don't know if they're like that like two thousand four model could work right now, where you don't have like at least I think like the two Robin need to be like shot creator still because like mm-hmm. I think if you only have like one shot creator and he's not like a Batman level guy I just I don't, I don't think you're going very far um and I think Miami is kind of an interesting kind of team because I think it depends on how much you, you can rely on Bam offensively if he can kind of be I think that all we want to see from Bam moving forward if he can be like a legit offensive hub and him and Butler like combined can like be enough offensively to win a championship. Yeah, Bam is the key. He would have to take a major leap. I'm a, I'm a big Bam guy. Like even if he doesn't 
improve any better. I think that he's a fantastic player, but if they want to be the way they're constructed, they want to be a championship team. He needs to put himself into that like MVP conversation. He'd be like a sneaky, good dark horse pick, but, and I'm, I'm big on him. They're, you know, they rely a lot on Tyler hero, Tyler hero. And he, uh, he just kind of disappeared in the playoffs. Yeah. And they're going to rely on him more going forward. What's he get in uh, four years, 130? Yep. Yeah. Pretty steep. They're pretty locked into what they got now. So yeah, yeah they need Bam to, they need Bam to go up a level. Yeah. How many years can you count on Jimmy to do it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jimmy, the the board maybe had a borderline Batman and tweeted them away. So this one board <laughs> that did it, honestly. It a little yeah. while looking back on it, especially getting the trade back. And we were like the last team to trade the superstar before like the seven picks were like a fan. <laughs> um, yeah. So, was Butler, Butler was traded before or after Kawhi? Before. Butler was traded before Kawhi. So, yeah, I, I would say I think the Bulls got a better okay. package than the Raptors did. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I think that we, are, we don't have to do a whole Jimmy Butler. Tour. I could do a whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I could do a whole podcast on that. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Joe, we're going to wrap up part one of the talk with Mikey right now. Um, part two don't come out next week, and that's going to be talking about the MVP. So thanks for being the podcast, Mikey, and we'll have you back next week. <laughs> it's my pleasure, man. I'm happy to be here. Thank you much. Yeah.